Father, I ask in the name of your son, uh, Lord Jesus, that you would help me tonight briefly, you know, as I've um, been, you know, uh, and permitted and instructed by your servants to bring forth a charge tonight. I ask you would bless me, you would inspire me, you would help me. The things that, you know, had been said in different expressions, that you would help me to say it in a manner that it will be of blessing even to your people. You would help me to, you know, catch the breath of the Spirit tonight and, you know, be a tool in the hands of the Holy Ghost for to bring out that breath. I ask for alignment in thoughts of my mind and of my heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You would help everyone in every place to be blessed, to receive what you want to give at this time. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. One of the beauties of meetings like this, where you have different graces, you know, or upon ministers come to emphasize a particular direction or topic or theme, one of the blessings of such is that it allows, you know, for the Spirit of God to show many sides of the same thing. And for me, you know, over the years, particularly in Beacon, in Lagos, and, you know, eventually in the UK and, you know, and in Canada, you know, I'm always excited when I hear different ministers, you know, teach the same thing. It helps me see the, you know, many-sided, you know, and in some instance, holistic, you know, view or uh, judgment of the Lord concerning the subject matter that is being declared. And one thing about, you know, if I say our company, it might look like maybe I'm trying to make it um, a unique company. One thing about anywhere truth is being taught, truth of the gospel by the help of the Spirit, is that themes, topics, emphasis, you know, are not coined for the sake of wanting to have something to say in a meeting. They are actually junctions in the walk of the set people that are journeying in truth. For example, you know, in, in Nigeria some weeks ago, maybe well over five weeks now, we had convention here, and the theme is, who is like God? And, you know, by the time it got to the UK, you understand, you know, there was no specific theme, but that the Lamy Koran, the opening night, you know, gave a word, and that word, you know, became the bearing for the whole meeting, wherein the Lord was dealing with darkness, that spirit will fall. Then, in Pastor Uzo's meeting, you know, some days later, it was the apostle and the high priest, you understand, of our profession. Then getting here is the great shepherd. Now, of course, uh, Beacon, Nigeria was a very, very high team in a very, very high pedigree. But, you know, the Lord, who is the shepherd, you know, moves us. Because somewhere as a company, all over the earth, we are one sheepfold even though under different shepherds, as it were, 
in Nigeria, for example, you have Eternal Life Embassy, you have New Living with Church Love Seal, you have City Gate Church, Cutting Edge Ministry, you understand, you have the Apostolic uh, Light Center, Pastor Tosin, you understand, you know, but one thing that is governing all of those, you know, sheepfolds, as it were, is the same meal. You might have different expression through the dealings of God in that sheepfold and through the mannerisms of the Spirit of God through the shepherds that are overseeing that sheepfold. Let's say amen. In the UK, you have, you understand, the work of God in the UK that is being overseen by Daddy Lamikora. Then you have a church that is, you know, being overseen by Pastor Uzon Woke and his wife, Pastor Sylvia. You understand? The same thing. You understand? You know, now in Canada, you have in Edmonton, in Winnipeg, in Ottawa, you understand? And, you know, particularly in the convention, the Lord called this the Great Shepherd. Now, it's the same Lord, but there are pastures that the Lord Jesus Christ is leading. So, you know, he's saying the same thing from different end. Now, in some of the meetings, the conventions, he's saying it at a very high octave. I mean, very, very high octave because of the strength of the platform. Then in some other, you know, you know gatherings, he's saying the same thing. It's like a continuation. Some evenings or mornings, it might go up. You know, in some other, you know, meetings in, you know, different, it might come down. But it's the same thing. Now, I'm saying that for to say, you know, meetings, themes of meetings at this level of God's things are not coined. They are junctions in our journey. So at this junction in our journey, part of the thing the Lord wants to emphasize are things that pertains to the great shepherd. Who is the you know uh, our Lord Jesus? Let's say Amen. And since Wednesday, you understand, you know the Lord in His wisdom, at you know through our parents and our pastors, shed light on different emphasis of what the shepherdic ministry is, who a shepherd is, you understand, the need for a shepherd, you know what a sheep is, and you know other things as it were in that regard. And I feel stirred in my heart to take some of uh, the things that have been said, you know, belch them out by the help of the Lord, the way I find it sticking out uh, in my spirit. Uh, John chapter 10, that's the first, uh, first night. Mommy Helen read uh, from John chapter 10, verse 4. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice and a stranger will they not follow but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers verse 1 very verily i say unto you he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold but climbeth up some other way the same is a thief and a robber but he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So the core of the first few verses, maybe down to like almost verse 20 of this John 10, it was given eye wisdom of sheep, if a sheep and the shepherd. And at some point, it talked about strangers who also have a voice, who also 
have capacity to say things like Pastor Jeff Y ministering yesterday night, you know, talked about, you know, certain behaviors of a sheep. Sheep glue together, they flock together. And if a sheep should break the law of flocking together, that it will hear voice. It will still continue to hear voice. So one thing about the adversary, particularly, he used the word strangers in the plural, meaning, you understand, you know, strangers there mean, you understand, you know, the, a stranger is one who is not a member of the sheepfold in this contest. You understand, is not, you know, not just that he's strange, as in he's coming from without, he's strange by reason of the things that are inside of him because you know the things that are inside of him is what you know is what sounds through his voice it is the things that are inside of you understand you know another shepherd because when he says strangers he's actually talking about another shepherd i can assure you uh, a shepherd shares many characteristics with the sheep itself you understand? It shares, you know, shepherds who dress like their sheep, they wear sheep clothing as it were. You know, they, they share many characteristics. They smell like sheep. You understand? They have sheep sense. You know, uh, many years ago, that Diego said a shepherd is actually a sheep with a greater stature. He's a sheep who has more stature than all the other sheep that he is overseeing. Just like our Lord Jesus Christ is the sheep of God that became the lamb of God. So inside of him, if you listen to daddy yesterday, inside of our Lord, there are levels of, is a lamb inside of him. He's a sheep. Then he's a sheep. Then he's a lamb that is on the throne. So inside of him, you understand, are many zones of, you know, f- you know, flockwood, as it were, that God dealt with him in the days of his flesh. Let's say amen. In like regards, but, you know, in a negative sense, you also find that the adversary, who's Satan, who's the devil, you understand, is a stranger, the stranger. Now, all evil spirits that fell with the adversary from the beginning, they are all strangers. You understand? And what makes them strange, you understand, is something. There is something in them that makes them strange to sheepfold. That there is something in them. Now, that something in them is not God that, you understand, puts that thing in them. Now, God created all angelic realms in the beginning, the heavens. You understand? Psalm 103, that he read yesterday. You know, the cherubims in the third heaven, the seraphims in the second heaven beneath them, the outer courts, all works of his, in all places of his dominion. God created them, and he put things in them. He put word in them. He put, you know, you know, in Second Peter chapter 3, you know, Peter speaking, you know, concerning, you understand, the heavens and the earth. He said, the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire. So there is a word that God used to make heavens. Let's say amen. And that word God used to make heaven in different strengths. 
he calibrated it. There's an aspect of that word he used to make cherubims. There's an aspect of that same word he used to make seraphims. There's an aspect of that word he used to make you know, all the works of his in the outer courts. Now, Satan, Lucifer, who became Satan, corrupted the word that was in him. Certain seraphims, you know, that he spoke to on Zion, believed him, and their own word content was corrupted. Then certain other, you know, uh, lower spirits, you understand, in the outer courts, also bought into his agenda, you understand, and their word level or their word quality, their word nature was corrupted. And all of them, Ephesians chapter 6, categorized them as principality, power in the outer court, you know, on the negative side, rulers of the darkness of this world in the holy place, you understand, then Satan and some seraphims, you understand, became wicked spirits, you understand, that create a parallel negative tabernacle. And they are the ones our Lord Jesus Christ called strangers. They are strange because of twisted doctrine. It is because of doctrine that they are strange. What makes our Lord the shepherd is doctrine. Everybody say doctrine. It's doctrine. You know, while you understand, you know, analogy of natural sheepfold is used and will be used because scriptures uses it, our Lord used it here, but it's also good to also push it a little further to know that, you understand, what really, really, you know, makes for being a shepherd is doctrine. And all the enemies of mankind, like our Lord said here, he said, the voice of strangers, they will not follow. So doctrine inside of a person is what makes for voice. Let's say amen. amen. Doctrine inside, you understand, a person is what makes for voice. Pastor Jeff was you know, quoting uh, Pastor Kadian yesterday in Genesis chapter 3. You understand? He said, and Adam you know, and his wife, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool of the garden. Now, what makes for voice is doctrine. There is something inside of the Lord God that was sounding as voice. If a, a church, a community of God's people are not exposed to true doctrine, they will never be able to tell voice. Now, when he said voice, he's not talking about, oh, you know, the sound. You know, when scripture talks about voice, for example, he talked about a particular angel. He said the voice of the angel is as the sound of many waters. Now, waters from scriptures speaks of word. For example, the doctrine of Christ, that he might sanctify our, that's Ephesians chapter 5, by the washing of water by the word. So, the word of Christ is water. So, if that thing is inside a person, the person is actually carrying water. 
So when he's sounding, whether his voice is baritone, whether his voice is slim, whether his voice is you know, octave or whatever, so if one dread men have that word in them, they all have that same voice. So one reason why the adversary has you know, cheated us God's people is because you know, we're not exposed to doctrine. Now it's possible to have good knowledge of the Bible and be ignorant of doctrine. Doctrine is teaching, not just teaching. Because there are many things we can teach from the scriptures. One thing evil spirits did, Pastor Parks was saying two mornings ago, that Satan wouldn't want us born again. But if we are born again, he won't want you filled with the Holy Ghost. If you get filled with the Holy Ghost, he won't want you to stay in church. If you stay in church, you get to church, then he won't want you to hear the word. To grow at any level. He fights for every ground. So also, Satan would rather prefer that we have good knowledge of the Bible. But not doctrine. All the enemies of man. And by enemies, I mean as calibrated in scriptures. Principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Wicked spirits in high places. And the devil. They are all enemies by reason of twisted doctrine. So to not have a good sense of doctrine is to already be under and never be free. Thank God for, you know, as a pastor over the years under our parents and pastors. I've seen cases where, you know, you know, you see people, they are under a pastor. Nothing wrong with it. Everyone should belong to a local assembly. Let's say amen. They are under a pastor. The pastor loves God. The pastor loves them. Everybody say loves them. Loves them in some way that even some of us who hear word of righteousness, we don't have the capacity of love to maybe to go and sit in the hospital. The woman is, you know, the lady you know, wants to put to bed. pastor will go and stay in the hospital until the child comes out. Three days. The pastor will bear that. We'll pray that we'll say, sister, should stay there while we do some other things. I, that's what I think I will do. But he will stay there. But as good as he is, that art is, the sheep, the members, they love him. They believe him. They can die for him. Let's say amen. The Lord is one who designed it. But you know, that estate of being good, of being you know, very pastoral in the sense of loving the sheep, will not deliver the sheep. If the pastor himself does not have doctrine, the bane of being a shepherd is doctrine. Doctrine. You know, I remember when I first came to EGFM, you know, and I used to hear daddy, mommy, the pastors, pastor, make out the pastors talk about doctrine. I used to be like doctrine because I used to have a boost. In six months, I read my Bible, six months, Genesis to Revelation, mark it, six months. Before the other six months, I've read it. But in one year, I have my Bible worn out just reading it. So when they start talking about doctrine, 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 I used to wonder, what's, what's doctrine? Doctrine is Bible. You know Bible. But a thousand times, no. Doctrine is word. The way, you understand, you know, God designs it to lead a soul back to God. There have been many things that can be taught from the scriptures that are not necessarily doctrine. And it's the adversary that destroys the sense of doctrine in the church. Of course, the Lord in his wisdom 
knows at certain level of growth he couldn't commit doctrine. He said, whom shall we give knowledge? Isaiah 28, verse 9. He said, to whom shall we teach doctrine? So at the level of milk, the Lord hasn't really, really committed doctrine. Milk is a preparation for doctrine. Let's say amen. Doctrine, twisted, is the problem of humanity. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a tree of doctrine. High negative doctrine. In Ezekiel 28, while Ezekiel was describing what he saw by the Spirit of God you know, concerning Lucifer, he said, Thou was, you were perfect in all your ways until iniquity was found in you. So, you know, what, you know, in verse, in verse I think verse 12 you know, or 13, you know, of that Ezekiel 28, he said, The workmanship of your pipes and tablets was prepared in thee in the day that you were created or made. What is his pipes? What is his tablet? They are doctrines. If you look inside him, you will not see timbrel, tambourine. You will not see pipe, flute. No, it is doctrine. So it is doctrine God used to, to frame the word nature inside of him. So what Adam and Eve ate into was twisted doctrine. What entered into the world was doctrine. Everybody said doctrine. Was doctrine. Every evil spirit knows doctrine. Twisted. Every evil spirit. Demons, they know doctrine. No true liberty would be given to a soul by a minister, a ministry, a work, you understand, by God's grace, without doctrine being given to those people. Let's say amen. So what I find stead in my heart, you understand, you know, uh, amongst other things, is to, you know, trust God. One of the messages the Lord has made available in our time is to, you know, stir, you know, stir the waters of scriptures for to, you know, cause doctrine that has been laid Doctrines that the Lord, through the wisdom of the prophets in the Old Times, Old Testament times, but much more through the apostles in New Testament times, doctrine that they laid in the scriptures. God is causing it to rise so that we will know how to journey back to God. Without doctrine, no coming back to God. The strength that the Egoke said in Gombe, in Gombe, in the states in Nigeria, you know, prior to Believers Convention Nigeria, the strength of every shepherd is their rod. And their rod is doctrine well laid. When you stack doctrine and it is well laid, that's the strength of a shepherd. So if you take the rod, imagine a shepherd without a rod. Trying to maybe lead a thousand sheep without a rod, without a staff, is going to be frustrated. So doctrine is the is the blessing that God gave shepherds, you know, through the scriptures. And our enemies, our enemies, have sense of doctrine. They are holders of doctrine. They are users of doctrine. 
Sin and death is doctrine twisted. Hell and death is doctrine. So the adversary, who is a shepherd? How is shepherding the whole human race? Is doctrine. Is doctrine. Now there's something about doctrine. Now it's not just that evil spirits are all doctrine and their voice is strange. Their voice would only be strange to a person who is hearing doctrine. If you are not hearing doctrine, I've seen people who will say, you know, some years ago, you know, a dear sister, she innocent, she just, you know, you know, joined, uh, you know, the, the fold, and she came. She said, I heard the minister, you know, and she sound the minister, minister exactly like, you know, Daddy Uyegoki. and I was excited because I was excited because I wanted to hear another another side to this thing. You understand? And, but I took the message and I started listening to it. And, you know, from the beginning, it didn't, it didn't click. Not because I wanted to be critical. I, and I took time. I listened. I listened. All the parameters of doctrine inside of me knew this was wrong. But the person was sounding high. And the person was, you know, you know angels, heavens, colors of the tabernacle. You understand? You know, I'm, I was like, you know, in as much as I wanted to hear somebody else say these things. But I knew this wasn't it. So to prove it, it's good to prove things. You know, I called someone. You know, I, you know, my wife, she wasn't at home when I listened. So later I played it at home at the weekend and increased the volume. She was in the kitchen so that she would hear. You understand? So anytime she's coming from the kitchen, I just turn my face away. I don't want her to see me. She was trying to catch my gaze. That Which one is this one you are listening to again? So anytime she's coming, I just turn my face. She did it twice. The third time she was coming, she would just go. I know there is nothing she's doing. She, uh, what she was doing is kitchen. And she needed to stay there. But she wanted to catch my gaze. Maybe by the look, I would adjust. <laughs> you understand? So when I noticed she's coming out on, the third time she just came to me, reduced the volume. I reduced it. Then she looked at me. She said, this is not sound doctrine. This is error. This is error. I said, I know, I know. I only wanted to hear another opinion. Now, what gives us here to tell wrong doctrine? Not because we want to be critical. One of the signs of a sheep that is a true sheep of the Lord is that when he hears the voice, no matter how, put 100 voices, 99 of them are good doctrine. One is a wrong doctrine or wrong voice. A sheep will pick it. Now, how do they train a sheep to be like that? It's doctrine. Everybody said doctrine. doctrine. You see the labor. The labor of sheep is eating. Eat. 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 That thing is actually, that's why you check sheep. They're ruminant animals. They have capacity to eat, bring back, and eat and bring back. Because why? That nature that we see in natural sheep is a nature that the doctrine, either the doctrine of Christ, the Father, would develop in the soul. Wrong doctrines makes, will make a person so beastly. That's what wrong doctrine will do. Wrong doctrine, you know, when you hear right doctrine, you have, you say, we say, once has the Lord spoken, twice have I heard. It is the doctrine of light, the doctrine of Christ, the true doctrine, the life doctrine that puts that capacity in the soul. Let's say amen. So where the Lord wants to help 
Anytime the Lord wants to intervene, the Lord wants to punctuate and limit the adversary. It exalts doctrine. And that's part of the mercy that the Lord has shown us in this generation. I remember back then in the early days of you know, School of the Spirit at Jigunlet, Daddy can teach for four hours. And he did that for 10 years, three hours, four hours. In Lekki Soul Center, a center where they teach in Lagos here, you know, been well over seven years. The beginning days, daddy can teach from 10 in the morning to 7 in the evening. Somebody will say, what are they saying? They are actually calling forth the tendency, the true nature of everyone who's born again. We're born again in our spirit, but our soul has been wrongly trained. And for to make our soul come into its proper frame, we need plenty of doctrine. Colossians 2, 2 talks about the doctrine of Christ, Father, and God. Doctrine is what sets us free from the adversary. So bless God, like Pastor Jeff was saying yesterday, we are meant to eat. Everybody say eat. If there is one discipline, you know, the Lord wants, to, you know, wants us to inherit. Those who sit on the throne, it's a far journey. The throne is a far journey. It can almost be an unrealizable journey if God doesn't show mercy. And how he shows mercy is to bring doctrine. When you find, you know, our parents, our pastors, they open the Bible. Maybe after this convention, you understand, you go back to your, maybe to Winnipeg, Utah, you understand. You know, we have that culture. Culture of word. Word. Everybody say word. That's tabernacle culture. All they do is they hear and hear and hear. We're here to live. We're here to overcome spirits. Now, one thing I also find stirred in my heart, the shepherdic ministry of our Lord, true doctrine, it begins with doctrine. It's meant to actually help us break out of natures. One thing Satan has done and he succeeded is that he's cultured natures. In nations. I was thinking a thought earlier on this evening while, you know, um, the prayers was going on. As a young minister, very, very young minister under my pastor, Pastor Emeka and our daddy, daddy, you good kid. One thing I've come to find out, sir, is one of the most dangerous persons as a pastor that I can meet is to meet a pastor who's holding error. I've met a few people like that. Or a pastor whose goal is not, you know, the hope of eternal life. Particularly, you know, your goal might not be the hope of eternal life, but you are not doing it intentionally because truth has not come. But I mean, even when truth has come, you shove it aside. And such a person, I've seen a few cases, it's difficult to free sheep from them. You'll be talking because they know you. When they meet you as a pastor, they know what to tell a sheep. And the sheep will never be, will ne- no, no matter what you say. And the Spirit of God was painting that picture to show me who the devil is. I don't know if you've ever met a pastor. God forbid. You know, pastors are the most powerful people. Let's say amen. I used to feel in my understanding that if you bring, you know, 100 sincere pastors, sincere pastors, they are not yet shepherds like the great shepherd. 
They are not yet shepherds in the holy place. They are just, you know, in the outer courts journeying, like that the Yoko has taught, till the peak of the outer courts, the veil of the outer courts, the fivefold ministry. They are, they are not yet in the holy place. They are not yet in the most holy. But if you have hundred sincere ones who are holding faith at that level, they can change the world. They can change the world. Hundred. I remember those days, School of the Spirit at Jegunle, that Diego used to say, he said, all he's praying is that if God can give him five people, I won't forget. He said, if God can raise five people to the end, through him, he said he knows the damage they will do to the adversary. He said, all he needs is five. I know the number has increased. <laughs> he wants more than five. But then it was because of the many things. Now imagine when you now meet a pastor. I say, Pastor, I've met some people like that. You understand? Maybe the, the sheep or the, the, the brother or sister that is attached to them. You know this person needs to be free. Yeah? But you can't. Because no matter what you say, he has said things, he has already put things that can free the person. So also is the devil. Much more. To break free from him, you need shepherd. I feel stirred in my spirit. I've seen people who submitted to be pastored. I've seen their lives progress spiritually. People who struggle and even suffer in the natural, they are natural, are people who don't submit to be pastored. The difference is always glaring. I feel stirred in my spirit. I feel it's a word for someone or some people. Submit to your pastor. If the Lord places you under a pastor in this truth, don't be smarter than the pastor. Don't be smarter. Just stay. You don't know what a shepherd knows. The fact that you know the word that the shepherd knows doesn't make you a shepherd. There are things, wearings, enablements that the shepherd has. He looks at you in one gaze. He can tell your destiny for the next 10 years. Because of certain installments of the shepherdic authority. Even I'm talking as a pastor. Just a pastor. Just a pastor. Many people have made light of their pastor and they have, they have jeopardized destiny. How much more when you meet priests of the holy place? How much more when you meet the great shepherd? So it's wisdom to submit to doctrine. Touch your neighbor. Say it's wisdom. Look someone in the Say it's wisdom. Say it's wisdom to submit to doctrine. Look at another person. Say it's wisdom. Tell the person, can I say this? One thing I find certain attacks in the company of people who seek truth is you have to, you have to fight the warfare of being, not being offended with your pastor. How many of you have been offended with your pastor? Let me see. Let me raise my hands. You understand? You know, as a representative of, you fight that war. Satan would accuse you with evidences. With evidences that your pastor doesn't love you. Your pastor just wants to edge you in a one corner because you trouble him. But if he succeeds in doing that, if you can, you know, mistreat your shepherd, your pastor. Ah, the great shepherd. I don't think you'll meet him. You will need a lot of mercy. So what I find stirred in my heart, let us maximize, you understand? You know, Pastor says, Paul, why praying earlier on? You, know, you can't say you love God when you don't love your brother. If you want the great shepherd, do something about the small shepherds. 
Many of our pastors have taught us Christ for years. Standing though in pastoral office, but many, if not all our pastors, you understand, under our parents, are using Christ's light in holy place. So if we will meet the great shepherd, we have to trust God to pass the warfare. I can tell you that Satan will come again and again. He would accuse, counter-accuse, he would misrepresent, he would mis misarrange your pastor or ministers in this light. I feel if, you know, if you say you will get to the great shepherd, the acid test is how you do with your immediate shepherd. May our hearts not despise our pastors. May we find grace. And it is evil spirit that teaches arts to despise pastors. It is evil spirit that will teach arts to despise spiritual authority. It is evil spirit. And one of the things they, they want to do, chiefly they want to stop, is to stop doctrine. Stop doctrine. There's no person who despises their pastor that will do well in doctrine eating. For you to eat doctrine continually, you need to honor your pastor. Praise God. Can we pray tonight? Can we pray that the Lord, you know, part of, you know, from many sides, the Lord is strengthening the issue of the great shepherd. That the Lord will give us sense, a proper sense of relating with, you know, the office of shepherds at every level. Whether it's, you know, you know, shepherd in my house fellowship, shepherd in my local assembly, shepherd in truth, that the Lord will give us might. The sin of Satan, part of his sin was that he despised his own shepherd, which is God who sits in the midst of the throne. Can we pray that God will give us might? Might to fight falling shepherds. Might to despise their voice. Might to overcome them. Might to continue in the doctrine of life, the doctrine of everlasting life, until we are fully made and come even into the inheritance that we ought to come into even by the pastures of God.